What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Spiritual Gangsters Podcast. This is a show for all the people who keep it 100% real, who've been through life able to turn their pain into purpose, for people who've struggled with faith, yet keep asking questions and seeking the truth. It's a show for us to share our thoughts, experiences, and stories, and know that we're not alone. For all the OGs who see through the world's BS, this is The Spiritual Gangsters. Good morning, gangsters. Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Gangsters podcast. We are here with another edition of Clown World Weekly. Myself, Teresa, and my wonderful co-host, the NY Patriot. What's up? What up, what up? How are you? Good, good. Good. I am like, I'm tired today. <laughs> I think I am because I ended up waking up way too early. And now I'm like, I've gone to the gym. I'm already smoking now. And I'm like, I'm ready to take a nap after this. Yeah, you're ready for like your midday siesta or something. Yeah. yeah. No, I just, uh, we had a lot of hockey. So I was like up late doing these notes. But, you know, it's all good. It reminds me of my school days. Pulling off the, the best essays of life at 3 a.m. It's all oh, good. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, motherhood prepares you for things like this. Mm. <laughs> it's like, okay, no problem. Function on no sleep. You figure All out good. how to do a juggling act. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But yeah, we have another crazy week, of course, in clown world. Um, you know, the craziness continues. We had the Grammys happen. It's Black History Month. You know, there's, there's some stuff going on. Valentine's Day and Lent is coming up. and Apollo died. Apollo Creed died. The same day, the same day the sun god dies, bombs fall on fucking Syria. <laughs> you know, it's just it's interesting. It's interesting. And I, what I love about this show is that it's like news for people who really don't watch the news. But like, we still want to keep a little pulse on like what's happening in the world and just, you know, see it from our tinfoily perspective. Right. So, yeah. That's why I, I like doing it, even researching it just for that reason, like for myself, you know? So, yeah. All right. Shall we? Oh, uh, yeah. Bring up the slides. Here we go. Should we go? All right. We'll dive in. So, as we mentioned, uh, I believe Sunday night was the Grammy Awards. And to be honest, really, guys, like I'm not going to say a lot about it. We know it's like a ritual. It's blatantly satanic these days. Uh, most of it anyway, not not everything, of course, but it's like off the hook. <laughs> so really, like, I didn't watch the show. I don't care about, you know, all these commercialized, contrived musical acts. I mean, there's very few artists, I think, on the televised portion, at least anyway, that really are musicians deserving of these awards. Like, no. you know I mean, it's not even like good music anymore, at least like. Maybe 20 years ago, longer, it was interesting artists pushing the envelope, like doing cool things with their music. Now it's like, basically, if you get an award, are you like higher on the Illuminati ladder? Like, is that how it works? They just sold their ass better, their looks as an yeah, artist. It's, it's not even the music anymore. It's like their image that they sell. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's silly to me, honestly, even to, uh, to give it much credence. Like, that's why I, d I don't really want to talk about it that much. 
but there were some obvious things. I mean, there was um, Olivia Rodrigo. She's a young singer. She performed her song Vampire, of course. Blood, 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 blood everywhere. <laughs> it was Carrie. Uh, what's it? Uh, it wasn't that bad. I said Carrie, though. When I yeah. made that meme, <laughs> I'm going to tell my kids this was the Emmys, uh, the Grammys. I saw you posted that. That was funny. Yeah, compared her performance to Carrie, exactly. Uh, what else was there? Doja Cat was looking like a fool. Miley Cyrus looked ridiculous, of course. Yeah, Although what people, was up with that? Her outfit, I was like... <laughs> and then and then she's even like sour at the fucking people that they're not singing a shit song. She's like, don't act like you don't know what the lyrics are. I think she said something like that. The news showed it. And I was like, oh, damn, I guess nobody just wants to sing a shit song, lady. Is that what she really said? She said something to that effect. Like, they were making fun of, like, I guess obviously she's a little upset. Nobody's getting excited about her song. That's she was weird. Well, so Taylor Swift won, what, her 13th award or something like that? 13th Grammy? Yes. She, I know like she, that, I, I, she could have won 14, but she definitely got her 13th there. That, I did hear her win on the TV when it happened. And okay. she did, she did mention it was her 13th, and that's her favorite number. Yeah, it is. I saw a little clip, an old clip of her talking about the number 13 and how meaningful it is to her and all this stuff. So a couple things about her at the Grammys. So first of all, we have a, a slide up of her dress. She was wearing an, you know, an elegant white gown. That's nice. But then these random black gloves that just looks awful with the dress. It doesn't look good at all, in my opinion. Also with this ridiculous black choker, which also looks not good with the outfit. And I saw somebody pointed out a good point about the choker she was wearing. So it's a clock face. It's actually a watch. Like on where her neck is there, where the jewel looks like a jewel, but if you zoom in, it's a clock. And the time is like just before midnight. So some people were saying, is that like a doomsday clock kind of symbolism? But the album I think that she came out with was called Midnight's? Midnight? Midnight's. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think her album that's like all that she was nominated for uh, at this awards this year was called Midnight. It's funny, I'm like trying to think. I'm like, when did the Grammys end? Maybe this was taken after the fact that I didn't even think about. Uh, yeah, so well, this was on the red carpet, you know, prior to the awards. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And also, of course, the black and white symbolism, very Masonic, you know, duality, all that nonsense. And does she not just look so much like Zena LaVey? Oh, yeah, Zena LaVey, for sure. I definitely think she looks like that. So sure. much. And even just... just you know, just one thing I, I do want to bring up, though, is before the Masons existed and people wanted to use duality as black and white, was it bad then? Right. Like, no, because, like, you're referring thought, back yeah. to the Masons, and I'm sorry, it goes way before the Masons. Oh, just because sure. you're showing black and white, does that mean it's Masonic? No, I mean, black and yeah, white I'm is just, just saying, like... I wear no. black and white shit on purpose. I'm not a Mason. I'm wearing black and white right now. Yeah, so I mean, it could be she, symbolism for something Mason, else besides a Masonic shit. You know, it could yeah. be. It could be. I don't know. It could be. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The look is, to me, it's trash. <laughs> Looks really bad. And um, also, when she got her award, she was presented it by Celine Dion, and she totally snubbed her. <laughs> you can't That's... snub Celine. What's wrong with you? Celine's it's a so fucking creep, too. Selena, at least she's actually like an amazing singer. 
And she's like, you know, like a if, she's if, a music industry If icon. Taylor Swift put out the same video that she put out for her fucking kids clothes, what would you say then? Oh, well, I'm just saying. Celine Dion's ta- put out talent. some really weird shit. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. She's messed up. Obviously. She's also into like the fucking like clothes for all genders. Yes, I know. I, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Saying... I don't want to hear no. <laughs> Which no. one's better? <laughs> I'm just saying it was rude the way Taylor accepted the award. Gotcha. I saw a clip of it and she totally like ignored Celine. It was super weird. Just like. Maybe she thinks she's a weirdo, too. Maybe. Maybe she was just caught up in the moment and then Celine exited. <laughs> she she might have been like thinking like, fuck, what am I going to say next? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. What up, Swifties? What up, North Wonder? <laughs> yeah, Swifties are, I don't know. Oh, yeah. And then she also announced her new album is coming out. She used her award speech to do that. Right? Coming out on uh, April 19th. Yes. Yeah, which is, I believe, <laughs> on the satanic calendar. The start of some satanic, uh, some ritual. high season of sacrifices, but isn't it always like every time I see a date, it's like, oh, sacrifice day, sacrifice day. <laughs> I don't every know. Day. I remember seeing that last year and I went to kind of look into it. I could be yeah. wrong. I mean, maybe I didn't look enough and I really don't know if I want to spend the time now, but I think uh, the only evidence of that I ever saw was on Instagram in a meme. Oh, the satanic calendar. Yeah, well, well, of April 19th being a specific date, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it is the start of, um, like, spring. Is it the beginning or end of Aries? End. End of Aries, I think, towards the end. I don't know. It could be significant. could be not. Didn't you say Lisa made a find about... Yes, I was going to mention that, actually. When uh, Taylor Swift launches her albums versus her tours. Lisa, the smartest person I know. Eh. She, Shout I th- I, I could be wrong about the specific number, but she, I think she said it was 122 days that um, she always ends up like dropping an album either 122 days after the beginning of her tour or at the end of her tour date. Like it always matches one of those. Yeah. That Which seems is weird. Calculated. Which, tell you the truth, if you think about that, that's not even like, is, is the album dropping while she's touring too? 122 days, isn't that long for a tour, I don't think. Or, or maybe it is. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, well, I mean, what's a year? 365. So 122 has got to be about a third of a year. So what's four months? Yeah, break? maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that is, yeah. It's not a long For break. some reason, I was feeling like back in the day, like metal bands toured a lot longer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lisa, so Lisa just put up in the chat. Oh, shit. 12. Okay, see, I was wrong. Now it makes more 112 sense. 112 days. One plus 12 equals 13. Maybe that's why she does it. Yeah. To, uh, Harness the power of fucking woman in the 13th of her number. Thank you, Lisa. So Lisa says here in the chat, Taylor always releases albums 112 days after either the first day of her last tour date or the last date of her last tour date. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you, Lisa. That's a really good find. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Damn. Interesting. Oh, Libra. Libra has a good comment too. Quite often, businesses and wars are started in spring. Mm. Often, yes, indeed. Makes sense, especially with wars. At least, I mean, it is very fiery. Very. (laughs) All right. Enough about Taylor Swift. Grammys are dumb. You know they're satanic. We don't have to tell you guys. The one weird know. thing, I mean, maybe because I have never, wa- I haven't watched one really in a few years, and it was on yeah. for a little bit here, not, not, not by my choice. 
<laughs> very, very like idol worshiping. Like it was really weird. Yeah. I was just like, who the f like, the way they all talk about each other. It's just like, like who the fuck are you though? Like you're mm. a person who just made music. That one you probably didn't even you didn't write the music probably. You probably didn't <laughs> even write the lyrics. Somebody else wrote them. Yeah. Like, like you, who are you? You have like I don't just don't get it. I don't know. I, I it's fucking weird. Even as, even as a kid, okay, when you're younger, of course, maybe you like not look up to, but you're more interested in like you know and pop culture and whatnot too. I used to watch these kinds of award shows sometimes, and I always wondered like, what other industry pats themselves on the back so much like the entertainment industry? No one else does it. Like, how many awards you need? How many shows? How much recognition? Like, shut up already. You guys good? Like, are you okay? You need to be told it's you did a good weird, job right? yet again. Like, even, especially for acting. You've got Golden Globes, Emmys, Oscars, uh, BAFTAs. Like, how many friggin' award shows do you need? It's ridiculous. But maybe that's really the core of being an entertainer is... You probably do have a low self-esteem, and that's why you're always seeking attention, and you get high off of that, and you can't need that constant like pat on the back, like well, the job, amount bro. amount of work that most of the women do it quite obvious they have shit self-esteem, and that's them. like the other problem. We watch these award shows, and women look at these women on there, and then look at themselves and judge themselves, not realizing well, for one, you're never gonna have the money to look like them, and that's yeah. not what they look like when they wake up in the morning. So you're actually comparing yeah. yourself to something fake, and then you totally. want to emulate that. Just remember, guys, you're not ugly. You're just poor. That's all. <laughs> really? True. Fucking for real. You, you nailed oh, it. Oh, man. But you know what? It's to the point, all the work done, even on people in the street. Like, I used to work at a plastic surgery clinic a long time ago in the office, and so many more people get work done than you even think. A lot. You, that's why I've said that before. And so young, many like people. Like girls in their 20s it's are doing Botox, fillers, all that shit. So now when I see a real face, it's actually very refreshing. And I'm like, thank you for just looking like a human. I mean, my wife works for like one of the biggest plastic surgery companies in this state. That's and crazy, they are yeah. booked months and months I mean, I, I, you know, I get it. Half of that probably is due to like, you know, car accidents and shit like that when you need plastic surgery. But a okay. fuck ton is cosmetic. And that's not even counting the shots, Botox shots. Oh, the fillers is the most popular. Most it likely. is insane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about, of course, when you, you know, have a legitimate need for a cosmetic surgery. Of course, that's different, like post burn or accident or something. But. The best of the best is when you start seeing people's names, you know, popping up in the billing. <laughs> Either people you know or people on, like, local TV and stuff, and you're just like, people I, I this personally one, this know. This one lady, not to throw her under the bus, she's on Canadian TV nationally. Her file is, like, this thick. <laughs> Anyways, it's all good. Anyways, you can ask me about that after if you're Canadian and you, and you want to know who it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I like it. Moving on. That's funny. Yeah. All right. This is crazy. So just to celebrate <laughs> celebrate Black History Month on Clown World Weekly, I included this story because it's just honestly, it's so bananas to me. This this is so racist. 
this story. Okay. There's a Canadian university in Ontario. It's called the University of Waterloo. It's like an hour and a half from my house. University of Waterloo brings back segregation with des- designated swim times for black folks. Folks being spelled on purpose F O L X. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't with this story. I was like, say what? Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, like racism is in full effect. This is the thing. This is just the problem with wokeism in general, right? It's a misplaced compassion, right? And you go so far the other way that you end up being more racist or more sexist or more divisive, right? Like they think that they're helping, (laughs) Literally, this is like so insulting. If I was black, I would be offended by this. Like, yo, okay. you just segregated us. Absolutely. So it says, but in a positive way, right? Positive. Anyway, so directly from University of Waterloo website, this is what it says. Come and enjoy the pool with other black folks. Remember, it's spelled with an X. This right. dedicated time can be used for lengths or recreation in the six available lanes. Blah, blah, blah. The diving well is open. Please follow lane swim etiquette, uh, safety and enjoyment of all participants, whatever. And then it says lessons on a first come first serve basis, January to April. The aim is to get more black folks into a space where they haven't always been welcomed while providing them the opportunity to learn swimming skills. The time is dedicated to building a better relationship with water or the black community. What? Well, they do hate swimming. <laughs> do they really? I mean, listen, I just, you got brought over here in fucking boats. What the hell are you going to feel about water? I guess. Is this, to re- <laughs> is this to repair the trauma of the boats? No, I mean, that's just a, I mean, it's a joke, but like, not I for nothing. Know. I think most people will probably say like, they, I know a lot of black people who are just like, I'm not a fan of the water. I don't know yeah, what they're it not is. into swimming, and yeah, no, but honestly, okay. So my in-laws are from an island, also, and they're not into swimming either. I think it's maybe like you either love it or you hate it. So I don't know, but anyways, I just thought this sounded so elitist and so racist. Like yeah. when I saw this, I was like, "Isn't this segregation?" It's literally segregation. I was like, "Yo, come on!" Like this is the whole problem with was having, you know, Black History Month or Italian History Month or whatever it is. All it does is make more division. Why can't we just treat everyone equally? You know? Most of the time when the left tries to make something sound special, they really are kind of like, I don't know. To me, a lot of it's like, don't you realize this is almost like you're being trolled, actually? Well, exactly. I mean, I would find it so insulting. So apparently University of Waterloo is not the only Canadian school to do something like this. So there's also um, Toronto Metropolitan University, which most people know as Ryerson. They changed the name recently. It's ridiculous. Anyways, they opened a black student lounge in 2022. This space is intended as a shelter from the harms of institutional racism. Sorry. I went to a Canadian university, okay? What institutional harms are you talking about? Everybody was cool with each other. Toronto is the most, I would argue, the most multicultural city 
probably in the whole world. Everyone gets along pretty good for the most part. Like, what is the problem here? I remember sitting in the in the cafeteria at our school university and like naturally everyone sort of like breaks off into these groupings. It's not exclusive like, oh, only the black kids sit here. Only the Greeks and Italians sit here. Only the Jews sit over here. But it happens. Like naturally, you're just like, you know, often friends with people who have a similar cultural background to you. But there's there's intermingling. People are friends with each other, of course. It was like that when I went to school. No, like, yo, it was just like even the thing I think about when I when I think about growing up. Right. I mean, there was weirdos. There was gay people, people into weird shit. And nobody right. fucked with them, honestly. <laughs> they had their own fucking crew, their own fucking table. Mm-hmm. And they, some of them still intermingled with other motherfuckers, too, in different cliques. Totally. So I'm like, where, where is all this shit that was a problem? Because, like, back in the day when it was supposedly even worse, it was pretty fucking accepted by us. I never had a problem. I never saw that happen at school. I mean, maybe that's just me. But even, so we had cultural clubs at school. So there was, like, a cultural club for, like, every ethnicity you could think of, right? And often, of course, the majority of members would belong to that culture, of course. But... Some people used to join other clubs, too. Like, if they just really liked Italian food, you'd have an Asian guy in the Italian club. Cool. Come make risotto with us. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Everyone's happy to be there. I was part of a club called Kaiza, Canadian Asian International Students Association, because a lot of my friends were in it, and we did a kick-ass fashion show, and I choreographed a piece for Kaiza with the Asians. You know? Because And there was black people in the show, like, it wasn't... I had Middle Eastern kids in my school and nobody fucked with them when Desert Storm happened. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm saying? When other people were, like, fucking with 7-Eleven. You know what I'm saying? But, like, even man. the kids in school, like, I don't know. It's just, like... I have lots of Muslim friends. It's just, like, sometimes no. I'm like, where are all these issues that people are constantly talking about? Because I've actually know. never fucking experienced it or seen it done. I don't know either. You see it like, on TV really... and these stories from back in the day they want to tell you about. That's the thing, right? I think they kind of create this, like division amongst us purposely and it's not actually in the real world as much i mean i'm yes racist stuff does exist obviously but in most people's average experience i don't know on the day-to-day maybe you guys can chime in in the chat like i have had some racist things happen to me in my life but for the most part everybody's pretty cool with each other i think but anyways it's funny you go to jail though Completely mm. opposite. White motherfuckers got to prove himself, and black people got a fucking green card for everything. This is my experience. Uh, see. You don't even got to prove what the fuck you're in there for if you're black. Well, if you're white, you better show your paperwork. Make sure you're not a pedophile. Make sure you're not a rat. But if you're black, nobody will fucking question you about shit in jail. Oh, see, they're more suspicious of the white people in jail. Yo, and they're treated like outcasts until they can prove what the fuck they're in there for. Oh, That's my experience. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Those Very motherfuckers police themselves worse than the corrections officers do. <laughs> it's fucking disturbing. That's interesting. But yeah, just to drive home the point, like, this is why wokeism is trash and why affirmative action is inherently racist. Like, even, even if I was black, okay, and I was like, ooh, I'd like to go swimming, whatever, and I didn't feel comfortable, I guess. But like, I would just feel like, 
Why are you treating me like this special case? You know, like it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I, I'm only allowed because I'm black now. I'm not just allowed because I just want to go swimming. <laughs> not allowed because I'm, I'm just in the school. The fuck? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because I'm just in the <laughs> school. Like exactly like you said. Anyways, ridiculous. Happy Black History Month, everybody. <laughs> Oh, man. Yo, so does that mean the next 11 months we don't have to hear shit about that then? You don't right? get to talk about black history until this month. Can't we just talk Cause, about Because if you want a special month, then that's how it should work, right? Shut Can't the fuck up about, about the other 11 a month, and this is your month then. Exactly. So now we don't talk about it the other months. Yeah. So. I mean, how stupid is that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it is. Exactly. So, oh, it's funny because even like my younger son, he just turned nine, and he was saying something kind of racist about Asians the other day and I was like oh I was like Gabriel you can't, you can't say that and it's very innocent that what he was doing he was just anyway he was teasing you know what's funny is it, is it, was it like like uh, something that's obvious as long as you can actually see <laughs> you want me to tell well no because the whole thing is it's funny how like things are considered racist when you're just looking at the obvious uh, yeah, if you were to say just... something about their eyes that everybody can fucking see when you look at them if you yeah. mention that that's being racist yeah. If so you mention that way, somebody can't stop fucking it. eating and they're fucking huge, you're an asshole. Yeah, but I'm sorry, he... it's their fault. They won't stop eating and I have to look at them. <laughs> you it's understand what I'm getting at? It's just like the things yeah. that are obvious that, that we're born with that we obviously can't accept that God gave us. We get upset when people point it out. Yeah, exactly. It's just the way he was doing it's fucking it was weird. kind of mean. <laughs> Whatever. But he didn't realize that. So anyways... And then I addressed it with him and I was like, you know, it's not really like nice to say that about people or whatever. And he's like, but racism is only for black and white. And I was like, no. Is they teaching them good in school? Well, in school, I guess it's what they fixate on, right? So, and right now, I'm sure they're probably touching on Black History Month a little bit at their school. So I was just like, no, actually, honey, like imagine if somebody said something not nice about an Italian person that's still racist too. And he's like, oh. It was like new information to him, right? It was funny. Anyways. But yeah. Moving on. Oh, what up, London? In the chat. Nice to see you. Oh no, go back. We didn't talk we didn't do that oh, story. Sorry, yet. my bad. That's okay. All right. So speaking of I guess affirmative action of sorts and segregating people again and dividing them, Rip Curl, the surf brand, decided to drop Bethany Hamilton. Very famous, well-known surfer who is disabled, by the way, in favor of a trans female athlete. So basically a man with a mental illness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically they put 44-year-old man in their summer bikini campaign. Uh, his name, well, his female trans name is Sasha. Uh, but his real name, sorry, it's on here somewhere in my notes. Uh, Sasha Lowerson is what he goes by now. Oh, sorry, his real name is Ryan Egan. And he was a men's longboard champion in 2019 before he started competing against females. So just a few years ago, you were a dude competing with dudes. Now, you just decided you're one of the ladies. What the heck? And does 
Rip Curl is experiencing huge backlash to this because how <laughs> I guess you're your only disabled it counts your disability counts if you're not a white Christian lady because that's the problem here I think because Bethany Hamilton has spoken out against not against trans people competing in surfing she's just saying like you know it's not fair for women rightfully so it's not fair she said like Maybe we can create a third category for these athletes and have them compete, right? Makes sense to me, but because she said that, and she's blonde and white and Christian-leaning, Ripcurl doesn't like that. So they booted her out. Doesn't matter that she's one of the best surfers in the world. Doesn't matter she lost an arm in a shark attack when she was like 13 and continued surfing and winning things and being a positive role model for young ladies her whole life, that doesn't matter. Mm. Because one guy decides that he doesn't like his dick anymore. <laughs> he could be he could be in the bikini on the cover. What kind it's of not... message does that send to young girls? I mean, you know, the weird thing is, it's like, haven't they learned from the last few years watching other companies do this and not do well after the fact? Like... Yeah. What would even make you to be like, oh, let's just keep going with uh, with this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think it just hasn't proved to work too well in the last few years. Right. I think I saw something about that. It's with those um, sustainability goals or whatever. These companies, I think sometimes they'll lose certain funding or financial backing if they don't go along with, like, these agendas. So maybe it's that or maybe there's a trans person high up in, in Rip Curl who was Maybe. like, let's do it. This is a great idea. <laughs> People were commenting on their social media stuff being like, enjoy your Bud Light moment. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. They're, getting, mean, they're getting literally ripped apart, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You like that? Yeah, I did. That yeah. Was good. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I just thought it was crazy. It, and then it's like that. It's like that meme, you know, where the guy's about to can't decide what button to push, and he's like sweating. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like it's like comic. disabled athlete, trans athlete, and this. <laughs> Fuck. It's like either one sucks as an option. Honestly, but this again, just to like divide people, and also, what about surfing ability? Maybe Bethany is a better female surfer. Ryan, whatever, Egan, whatever his name is, Sasha, blah, blah, blah. Ryan, Sasha, <laughs> okay, is maybe a really good male surfer. Why you got to encroach on the female territory, bro? Because they weren't yeah. shit probably as a male compared to the other ones. I guess. Blaze the trail for trans. Make a third category. Make, sur <laughs> make surfing be the first sport to have a trans athlete category. Just compete with each other if that's what you want. I don't have to do a furry, uh, furry. I mean, where, where's it going to end at this point? We start making right? all these special ones, too. I don't even know. Yeah, I just think it's another example, as the previous story, of, like, disingenuous, misplaced compassion and selective outrage. Right? I don't know. It's crazy. But, yeah, people on the other side are also upset. Even uh, Bethany Hamilton's received death threats and stuff from it, too, from her. Shit. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wild. Wild shit. 
Ain't got none of us are famous. <laughs> the motherfuckers Yo. tore some rocks through our windows with Molotov cocktails. Pa- parents had like hockey in school sometimes. Like, oh, you have a podcast? That's cool. Can I listen to it? And I'm like, don't listen to it. Don't. Don't find me online. Don't listen to uh, it. <laughs> there's certain people I definitely wouldn't tell either. Nope. No, no. Anyways. All good in the hood. Let's keep Next it rolling. One? All right. This one, this oh. one's creepy as shit to me. Oh god! I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I, I this at this point, I don't understand how people co-sign this guy's shit anymore. I, I yeah. do not understand how you're cool with this guy. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, Elon Musk, not not good. Fucking weird. Look, first of all, let's look at the Neuralink logo. Okay, so what is that? It's a stylized infinity symbol. Looks like an N, I guess, in one part. Um, what else we got there? To me, I that's going we... up the tree. That, in my opinion, that is Tahuti rising and then falling back down. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, oh, yes, thank you, Thrash. Thrash just uh, corrected me on what I was talking about before. ESG scores. That's what corporations often need to hit. Yeah. Sorry. Did not know that. Moving, moving back on to Neuralink. So, first human Neuralink transplant has gone down. Uh, it actually happened on Sunday, January 28th. Uh, and the person who it was done on, their identity remains anonymous. But apparently, initial results show promising neuron spike detection, according to Mr. Musk himself. So basically, if you don't know what Neuralink is, which you should, but Neuralink aims to have humans connect their (coughs) brains wirelessly to phones, devices, and the internet. Why you would want to do that is beyond my pay grade. (laughs) But honestly, like, I don't know. This is nuts to me. So previously, uh, trials were done on primates, which I think we've talked about on Clown World before. Um, often with deadly and horrendous consequences. I believe as many as 12, 12 monkeys. Oh, shit, I didn't realize that when I wrote it. <laughs> oh, wow, 12 monkeys. As many as 12 monkeys have been euthanized as a result of these previous trials. So the first time, this is the first time it's been done on a human. 12 monkeys goes back to, uh, you know, I guess poisoning people. <laughs> Viruses or whatever that was. Yeah, pandemic style stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, as early as last May, Neuralink had been searching for people to do trials on. They wanted them to be at least 22 years old and quadriplegics. So, basically, that's their aim. So, they say right now is to help people with paralysis, spinal cord injuries, ALS, uh, things that rob us of our ability to control our bodies and our communication skills. So, that's what they hope to do. Um, the clinical trial is called PRIME, P-R-I-M-E, which stands for Precise Robotically Implanted Brain Computer Interface. Yes. I don't even think that's, does that even spell PRIME? It doesn't really, <laughs> is that the acronym? Anyways, that's what it said. No, don't blame the messenger. But basically, as the name implies, the process involves using a robot to surgically insert wires 
uh, of the implant into the part of the brain related to movement. So, I don't know, it's interesting. It's very tiny, the implant. It's super small. Um, it's basically powered by a small battery that is charged wirelessly from outside via a compact inductive charger that enables easy use from anywhere. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, wait, if somebody takes your Neuralink battery charger, <laughs> you can't charge your battery. What happens to you? Oh. You just lose. Stops working? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it's just to stop working. Do you die? Like, I what happens here? Well, if it's making your legs go, you're probably just going to fall on the floor. I guess, right? That would be shitty. Sorry, my dog's barking. Um, so a quote from uh, the Neuralink people was, imagine if Steve, Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or an auctioneer. That is the goal. Why, why do we want that to happen? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm, of course, amazing if it can give somebody, say with like ALS, who's lost speech function, it could give them speech. I mean, that is an amazing medical achievement, but ethically, is this okay? This is where sympathy comes around and bites you in the ass. Right? Being sympathetic to a possibility, but like kind of like fucking things in the process, screwing things up. Right, like, if you feel bad for somebody who lost a child, do you go clone their child and give them another, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, maybe sometimes we should not fuck with the natural order of things. Or maybe, here's here's just a thought. Elon Musk could use his fortune <clears throat> to find out the causes of ALS and just prevent those from happening. Oh. Probably environmental, chemtrails, stuff in food, you know. I mean, that's a really good point. Instead of fixing the issue, how about we stop it from happening? I mean, don't call me crazy, but... Or maybe all the friggin' radiation from all his cars and Starlink and devices is making people sick. Just a thought. He's too busy paying off the cartel not to fucking bust up Tesla down in Texas. He ain't got oh, money gee. for that. <laughs> Nobody got time for that. Anyways... Musk has also previously spoken about the idea of a neural lace that could add a symbiotic digital layer to the human brain and merge artificial intelligence with the brain. So another quote from Neuralink in a video that they have on their website, it says, imagine the joy of connecting with your loved ones, browsing the web, or even playing games using only your thoughts. Why would I want that? They were talking about being able to people be able to read each other's thoughts eventually, and I was like, "That's just that's really just, dangerous." I'm out. <laughs> that's happening. Just I'm gonna go. That could go. That could get weird in so many ways. That is the official end of privacy. Not I mean. even that, but I mean, even weird people who are thinking weird thoughts will be able to find their friends or their like-minded people. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guarantee you the birth rate will skyrocket because every dude walking down the block will know exactly what chick is thinking in her head. Oh, yeah, I'd screw him. <laughs> All right, let's go. Like, let's go. Imagine people have this. No, like, but think about that. You know how fucking crazy shit will get with that? Imagine people have like a. People won't even work out in the gym. They'll just show up in their outfits and start walking out with fucking people. 
just look around and then it's like, ooh, you have a match. Yeah. <laughs> Both thinking about screwing each other right now. Let's leave. Oh my God. Like, that's just fucking weird. Yeah, it's weird. But I mean, this is getting more and more like Minority Report. Well, the, I was know? just going to go into that because it's like if somebody has the thought of doing something and that can be read, when do you determine like it's like, Stopping the person, I guess. You know what I'm saying? That could get very minority report. Yes. And that seems to be, I mean, to me, the agenda under the guise of helping paraplegics and blind people and people with ALS. Really, it's just they're going to try to make it attractive to everybody and want as many people on this like neural network as possible to control them is my my thought. But yeah. Anyways, we'll see uh, how the Neuralink patient goes and if there's any issues that arise. I mean, anyways. Kind of leads into the next story, actually. Oh, my God, my dog is attacking me with love here. (laughs) Uh Um, Yeah, so the next story that we have up is about the Apple Vision Pro, which launched in the United States on February 2nd. So 2-2-24. This is a significant date that we'll also get into later on the show. But um, actually, it was Bebe. Thank you so much for adding to uh, something that I posted on Instagram where you brought up that February 2nd, 2024 is the 33rd day of the year with 333 days left because it's a leap year. Mm, that's right. I remember you telling me about the 333 in the leap year. Yeah. I forgot that part. So, I mean, speaking of... I didn't even include that with my post because it's like, we know that goes back to probably an Alice the Crowley book. For me, that's why I'd be posting it. Most people wouldn't, so they'd probably be like, I was a 333. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have the smartest audience. We have the smartest audience in the world, so (laughs) we can say stuff like that and and they get it. But um, yeah, I really appreciate that, baby. Thank you for that. But yeah, speaking of like a technological dystopia, like Minority Report, the Apple Vision Pro came out just right after the uh, Neuralink implant or whatever. Anyways, so people were testing it out. I think they gave some to like online influencer types uh, on social media. So basically for the low price of $3,499 plus $199 for a battery pack, you too can live in your own Black Mirror episode. Like this is... This is bugged out. And I was like, wait, what's up with the price? Because usually Apple has like weird numbers with their pricing, right? Especially when they first launch a product. So 3499 plus 199 equals 3698. 3698. Which then I looked at it when I was writing the notes and I was like, 369. And then you get that number eight again. And then the infinity eight. The magician or. Hold to hoodie. Yep. So got a little Fibonacci plus infinity, which I found intriguing. I said that could be significant. Anyways, so basically the Apple Vision Pro is a virtual reality, mixed reality headset, um, which basically even the influencers were calling this pretty dystopian. (laughs) Like, I don't know if they liked it. Some people were like, it's really cool, I guess, who are into, like, technologically detaching themselves from reality. (laughs) 
but uh, a lot of them were like this is maybe a little bit too far it reminded me too um when i saw videos of like what it looks like because i guess you can do like screen videos or whatever on it um it looked like what's happening in a lot of movies especially for kids so well in minority report also you know when like tom cruise is like pulling up the screens like out of thin air and then like shooing them away like that's what it looks like but in front of your face or uh, the Pokemon movie, the new one that came out is like that. There's like screens everywhere or Free Guy, I think, with Ryan Reynolds. That's another movie where there's like, it's like a mixed reality. So I think they're sort of like soft prepping us to anticipate or, or want that, right? Um, so one guy, Alex Finn was his name. Uh, a video I watched of him using the Apple Vision Pro. He was basically surrounded by seven virtual screens all at once showing sports and social media while he's eating a sandwich. Uh, and then actually in his clip, he said specifically, quote, here I am watching 33 NBA games. And I was like, why Gosh. did he say that? Out of all the things to say, and that, were there even 33 NBA games played in one weekend? Like, I don't even think there's that many that go on. Yeah, like, well, I was going to say, is there even 66 teams to play those 33 games? Yeah, like... I don't know what? how many there are, but... It was, if you want to look it up, Alex Finn is his name. His The tweet was from February 3rd. I'm just like, this is bugged out. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what is up with this. Um, but yeah, basically the reaction so far is pretty reminiscent of the pretty icy reception that the Google Glass received about 10 years ago. People who wore those glasses uh -huh. in public were labeled narcissistic glass holes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, too, when you wear this, you look ridiculous. Yeah, they were showing does, videos of people cool. walking down the street with it. They look like fucking idiots. Yeah, I, there was a clip of one guy on the subway had them on, and he was, like, doing work, I guess. He was, like, typing in thin air. And people are like, what is going on? Like, I mean, it's What if that shit's going to fuck up your eyes? Totally. I mean, we're having such problems. I'm actually being And lately, then when you realize it, you're like, oh, fuck it. I'll just, you know, who cares? I'm living in this reality anyway. And just keep them on forever. Maybe. Well, I guess the idea would be to go the way of Neuralink and just, you know, merge man with machine completely. I don't know. But yeah, I am seeing lately, too, a lot of posts relating uh, the rise of cancers to excessive blue light use. And now we're using so much artificial light and blue light that it actually, like, damages our mitochondria and our bodily functions and this and that. So, I mean... They just want us all sick <laughs> and make the world so bad that we'd rather be in the virtual world, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to us, maybe this is not that appealing, but maybe to a younger generation, maybe it is. I know yeah. they have like the Oculus headset. It's like considered a toy to a lot of kids. There's people on Fox News talking about it this morning and, you know, and saying like, oh, it's probably... You know, dangerous, blah, blah, blah. But then they're like, you know, but we all know, like, our kids are going to have them. And it's just going to be, like, the new thing coming up. And I'm like, if your kids have them, it's because you allowed them to, even though you're seeing right here on TV, you think it's probably bad. 
So, like, the only reason your kids are going to have them is because you gave it to them, you fucking moron. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Your kids are going to use them because you allowed them to. I know. Like, some parents are really that dumb that they just be like, oh, Merry Christmas, here's an Oculus headset. Are you slow? Like, why are you giving your kid that? I'm sorry. Fucking retarded Jesse Waters is talking about how bad they are, but then admitting he already bought a pair to have just at the house for when people come over. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, you're shitting on it, but then giving a reason to people to have it anyway. Like, is that like the mind fucking itself? I don't know, man. Fucking weird. Yeah. Good question in the chat. Annika says, if you walk around with the Apple headset, would accidents happen? There's actually a video of one guy in his Tesla with the Apple Vision Pro on, but it's in self-drive mode. So I don't know how that works. There are videos of people walking around with them. So it's like, I think you see your environment, but then you are also seeing other stuff. Like imagine your home lock screen coming up in front of your face, but like transparent. So you can see the icons of the apps, but then you can see like behind you as well. It's very weird. I don't know why you would would want that, but maybe I'm just the weird one. (laughs) It's crazy to me. But yeah, also too, a good point that people made in the article that I read. It makes people way more antisocial, which is already happening. People are afraid of other humans these days because they're so absorbed in their screen. And also this just makes you an opportunity for thieves. Like people will jump you for AirPods and Jordans. They will definitely fuck you up. Well, you know what they said minutes. is the deal with this? Again, they're, they're, this was like the pros and cons of the way they were trying to sell it on TV. Mm. It scans your face. Somebody else uses it. They can't. But yet now it's taking a fucking image of you. Oh. I didn't think of that. Oh, shit. Now that's supposed to be the theory behind it that, you know, it's only to that person. Mm. So, so even in order to do it? that, it's like, you know, I mean, I guess they got everything anyway, probably. But Well, you if know. you want to go as far as like a minority report society... But then at that point, like, who knows what they're... They could be mapping your fucking eyeball and your brain with that shit. So, okay, so, like, in Minority Report, there's, like, this locked door, I think, or something that the character has to get through, and he needs the eyeball of the person who it responds to. So, are you going to get people, like, trying to cut off your head or cut off... Cut, I'm telling you, man... Yeah, but how, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that would. Mexico, s- they want to steal your watch and just cut off your hand. Take your take your hand with the watch. Yeah, but like, I I don't know. Like, can you scan it with the eyeball and then put other eyes behind it and it works? I don't know if that. You know. Well, no, you just hold up. Oh yeah, I guess if you're wearing the headset, you need the eyes there consistently. But. Yeah. I don't know. It's still fucking shady. I don't want to find out. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's fucked up. I mean, because at that point, it could even be reading how you're reacting as it's doing things. Yeah, and, and understanding like what emotions you might actually be feeling when you're experiencing this. Yeah. It's a little fucking weird to me. It's very weird. Some really good points in the chat. Mav Pilgrim uh, says soon we'll have registered avatars. Maybe. Honestly, it's like going that way. Um, North Wanderer says, I think we're already almost there with iPhones unlocking with the face. Yeah. I purposely don't have that on because I would just rather use my type a code yeah that's what i do i type my code anyway yeah um yeah i don't know 
Because, yeah, like, like on, honestly, like, I mean, the face thing, like, someone can still do that to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just feel like a passcode actually works better. Yeah, I mean. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Like, if I'm sleeping, and, you know, if somebody wanted to go through my phone and I'm sleeping, you just fucking. Totally. You know, or, like, <laughs> pull their eye. I don't know. I just, to me, I'd rather just use a passcode. Agree. I'm the same. So, anyways. Lots of interesting possibilities and questions that come up with this, so. Yes, Lisa, what she says, it would be scanning the retina and the iris patterns. Yep. Interesting. So, sort of leads into our next story with, like, overuse of technology and overreach. So, the app TikTok is being sued by around 5,000 parents so far. I believe the case is growing. So, there's a company called Claims Hero, which uh, is not... It does not do legal services itself, but it helps people communicate with lawyers and support them in managing their claims during like arbitration and legal proceedings. So parents are working with Claims Hero to sue TikTok, basically. So the issue that people have with it, I mean, if you've used TikTok, I think you know what's wrong. <laughs> what's wrong with it. To me, I don't honestly, I had it for like, a month of many few years ago and I had to get rid of it because I just found it is the most intrusive social media that I've used so far. It is overly sensory. Like the, the way they feed you videos, it's like, boom, 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 one after the other. And I'm just like, Whoa, like this is way too much for me. It was very intense. My experience. I can't, I don't know. I can't get into it. I just don't know what it is. No, Something like about I, it. I, I just don't like it. And I found that when I would, because it serves you videos like so much, sort of like how Instagram Reels does now, it's a huge time suck. Like you think you've been there for two minutes and then you're like, whoa, 32 minutes just went by of watching dumb shit on the internet. So, I mean, I think it's pretty addictive and problematic, especially for a young developing brain. So basically this is what parents are upset about. They're saying... uh TikTok's algorithm is poisoning America's youth. It's a weapon targeted at young people. The search algorithm turns the platform into a drug, making it excessively um, addictive and features violent sexual and suicidal content targeting children as young as 12 years old. And this is 100% true. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's not good. If your kids have TikTok, delete that shit off their phone your kid shouldn't have a phone i'm just gonna say that right now <laughs> i'm a parent and if you give your kid a phone i'm fucking judging you i'm sorry <laughs> like, honestly it's the biggest issue i see in children today and it's it's changing children's behavior as human beings and it's fucked up well, I think it's a big reason why, you know, we're fucked up to an extent, or humanity is. Totally. So, like, giving it to a child is just like, you know, I don't know. It was, it's going to be, like, people will look back on this in, like, 20 years, and it's worse than, like, giving your six-year-old, like, a cigarette. Like, it's way fucking worse, in my opinion. Um, also, too, in July 2023, TikTok quietly introduced a provision in its user agreement that requires parents to file a claim within a year of their uh, kid's account being created or lose their chance at pursuing damages forever. 
Like, who knew that that was even in the user agreement? I mean, nobody reads those things. I guess we should. We should be reading them, right? I don't know if they're going to win, but uh, I think it's encouraging to see parents kind of taking a stand back. Yeah. I mean, again, it's almost like, a, unfortunately, I think this is, again, like another example of trying to fix the problem and not, like, stop it from happening because... You know, if your kids get fucked up from it, it's there's probably a reason why they're looking into that shit for to feel good. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, okay, here's the thing. I know a lot of parents whose children are similar to my children's age will give their kids a phone under the fear that they have that it's better for their kids' safety. Oh, oh yeah, I, I get need, that. I yeah. need to get in touch with them sometimes. Like my, my friend's husband was like, what you can if, go buy them a flip phone still. You Exactly, exactly. If you really want it's, to be able to reach your kids. Tell your friends it's your burner phone. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm the coolest in school. Kids, kids are going to be like, what's a burner phone? <laughs> Don't, <laughs> Don't tell them that. But um, yeah, so for example, my friend who is not so in favor of her kids having phones, her daughter was in trouble, so she took away the phone as a punishment. And then she was going on a field trip, like, in a day or two. So my friend's husband was like, what if there's a bomb at the place where they're going and she needs to call us? Will, how will you feel if something happens to her and you didn't give her her phone? And I'm like, seriously? Like, that's your rationale yeah. for your daughter needing to have a smartphone like you said exactly you could have a flip phone they make phones for kids for this exact purpose that have call and text but no social media uh, like no smartphone capability like i'm fine with that if you really were in situations where say your kid is taking the bus or like walking far distances or getting rides with other people i understand that but you don't need to give them an iphone you don't need to give them AirPods. You don't need to, like, push this on them. And then, of course, it opens a Pandora's box. You, Your kid might be doing shit on their phone that you don't know about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fucking funny. Yeah, North Wanderer. I got to get her to remove the soy milk from the house. Totally. <laughs> I think it's the booze. It's making them weak. Anyways. <laughs> Anywho's, but um no one drinking yeah. warm raw milk gives their kids a Bluetooth device. Nope. Nobody. <laughs> exactly. Think about it. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. You're right. They probably don't even have yeah, they probably don't even have really a cell phone or technology at all. Right. Well, at least not to that extent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. My kids, I'll say, my kids do have iPads. Again, was for school initially, not my choice. Really, I mean, okay, I guess I did cave and buy it. But now this is what the schools do. The schools don't want to fund classroom technology. So they put the onus on the parents. Oh, you need a, your kid needs a device for research at school. Bring your BYOD, bring your own device. This is how it is. And in our day, there was a freaking computer lab. <laughs> go sit in the computer lab and do your research you and go that? pick up a fucking book. Go look up in the dictionary or an encyclopedia. What do you, what shit. are your taxes? School taxes paying for? I don't fucking know. Teachers overpriced salary. That's what it is. Glorified babysitting. They don't learn shit in school. 
Spend less money on rainbow decorations and maybe you can buy some fucking computers. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yep. I'll bring that up at the next parent council meeting. I'll be sure to say it exactly yeah. like that. <laughs> it should go over great. <laughs> Honestly. Anyways, other countries also have issue with TikTok. So uh, in 2023, I believe Nepal banned TikTok from the country because they said it disrupts social harmony. I love it. Nepal based. Based as fuck. Yeah. I'm moving to Nepal. <laughs> um, other South Asian countries have also like banned it in certain parts. Um, some people were saying that they're concerned over the bans because they think it is building a controlled society, which I would argue the opposite. Perhaps. So they're saying if you people should have the choice to download the app or not download the app. But the more apps you have, the more trackable you are. I mean, yeah. really, is it is it controlling people to say don't download this app that basically spies on you and feeds your kids shit algorithms? But then the, the algorithm in China for TikTok it shows kids like engineering videos and like amazing classical music and like stuff to help make them want to do smart things. Not like in, in America or North America where it's like, Oh, do the Tide Pod. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's woke up milk crates. Yeah. Or uh, Mr. Beast videos and getting nine year olds wanting to cookies and shit. Mr. Beast is a whole rabbit hole on himself. <laughs> Matt Pilgrim says China TikTok sounds boring. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Which means it's less addictive, right? Anyways. Yeah, oh good good point. Uh Mel in the chat. Uh what's up, Mel? She says my son's cooking class wanted him to food blog on Instagram. You see what these fucking teachers do? They put the onus on the parents. She said no. And they actually docked his marks. That's fucked up. Why couldn't he just make a video? Like, doesn't have to be on Instagram. Why can't he just make a video and send it to the teacher? This is what I'm saying. It's totally normalized. And every kid I know who has TikTok, Snapchat, whatever, is, like, sour is how I would describe the attitude. That's just in my own personal experience. Maybe your kid has it and they're wonderful. God bless. A-plus parenting on your part. But I don't know. So many kids I see in my older son's class who have social media, not nice children. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's the exposure, dopamine depletion, too much blue light. It makes mm. them fucked up. Sorry to say. It will be the issue of our generation, <laughs> I think. Anyways, enough about TikTok. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So interesting. Pharma news. Bayer has been ordered to pay $2.25 billion after a jury linked the use of Roundup to cancer. No shit. Right? No shit, Sherlock, on this one. But a Pennsylvania jury handed down a $2.25 billion verdict against Monsanto and its parent company, Bayer, after determining Roundup herbicide product caused a man's cancer. Well, I mean, 
that's a lot of money to award one person, but good for him. This verdict came down on Monday the 29th. Um, the man, the plaintiff, uh, his name is John McKivison. He's 49 years old. He was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, sued the company, saying he developed cancer after using Roundup on his lawn for over 20 years. I mean, sir, if you are using Roundup for 20 years, I mean, common sense ain't so common, perhaps. What can I say? I don't know. Um, Yeah. But, I mean, they tout it as safe. That's the thing. They market it as, as that it's a safe product. So, and if you're just going by the label, I guess you think yeah. it's all right. But, anyways. Um, yeah, so the jury delivered its verdict. Punitive damages in excess of $2 billion, As Roundup is a defective cancer-causing product and that Monsanto was negligent and failed to warn about the dangers of the weed killer. Well... That's good that this is coming out. <laughs> I don't know how you could think that it's good, but <laughs> again, this is clown world, so that's why we do what we do, right? So apparently Bayer is going to appeal the decision. They said, while we have great sympathy for the plaintiff in this case, we are confident that our products can be used safely and are not carcinogenic, consistent with the assessments of expert regulators worldwide, they said Friday. Apparently, non-Hodgkin lymphoma patients started suing Monsanto in the hundreds after a 2015 World Health Organization report suggested that glyphosate, which is the key ingredient in Roundup, might cause cancer. I think glyphosate causes a lot of things, not just cancer. It's probably why a lot of us have food sensitivities and allergies as well, and we don't understand why. I'm just going to put that up there. <laughs> or why you could, why can you eat pasta in Italy but in North America it will have you doubled over in pain or make your skin break out in hives or I was even whatever. you know it's funny I was thinking about something like that when you were even talking about TikTok before mm -hmm. I was like you know how many countries like have shit that's like fucked up for you that's banned but we we always have it here though right always got it here yeah why in America is it allowed? Honestly, I think, um, like, I'll just, I usually just say North America, like Canada, United States together. But I know for a fact, in, in America, you guys have a lot more food stuff, processed food and yes, junk food that's that what we I was don't have. About. You know, it's not allowed here. Some of that, like, fake sugar shit, I don't even think is legal in some other countries. No, it's not. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's, it's. Why they want to make America so sick? Something to think about. Anyways, in other health-related news, moving on to the next story. I saw this post, a post about this, and I was like, this is most curious. You know what's screwed up, though? It's like, this isn't a perfect example. Is if you didn't read the article, you'd be thinking something off the hook. Exactly my point and why I wanted to include it. That's what I had assumed why you did. Because once I started, because when I saw this, I was like, yo, what the f <laughs> And I started reading it. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, I was the like, headline is super alarmist. So basically, apparently, according to these headlines, Alzheimer's can pass between humans. Mind you, the headline on the left says, in rare cases, oh, as does the one on the right. So I apologize. But 
in what I saw, it did not say rare. It was like Alzheimer's is passed between people, making it seem like Alzheimer's is a is a germ that you can sneeze on somebody and they get fucking Alzheimer's. Like, is that how it works? No. So <laughs> I just thought it's an example of like an insane fear mongering headline. Because basically, if you read the article, it does explain that it's in super rare circumstances. Um, and this has happened in about five people who have caught Alzheimer's. But how you catch Alzheimer's is basically, <laughs> it's like hormone therapy that is done from extracting DNA from cadavers that have prions and then inserting that DNA into another body. You don't think that's going to be problematic? Yeah, jump on those prions, man. <laughs> that word keeps on coming up. I know. Let's start looking into what companies deal with prions. It's a buzzword. <laughs> These days. Anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> the groundbreaking study mentioned in the article that I read said at least five people have caught Alzheimer's and scientists warned that hundreds more could be at risk. Hundreds more. Anyways, initially, yes, like I was saying, children were given growth hormones, then later developed early onset dementia. Basically, as far as we know, Alzheimer's is caused by a toxic amyloid beta protein that builds up in the brain. Uh, and apparently between 1958 to 1985, abnormally short children in the U U.S. and the U.K. were given hormones harvested from cadavers to help jumpstart their growth. This technique was eventually banned. No shit. And now, instead, doctors use synthetic hormones after they realized some batches were contaminated with prions that led to fatal uh, brain disorder called CJD. Uh, and CJD is closely related to mad cow disease, which is, I hope Lisa can clarify, I believe is also like a prion-related affliction. Anyways, I just thought it was wild. <laughs> I was like, catch Alzheimer's? Like, now COVID's over, so we're going to make people afraid to catch something else? I guess it's a little bit wild. I think uh, Lisa had even said to me prior about, because uh, she's mentioned prions to me before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think even something that go along with like cancer too. And it's like, you know, they already started saying that cancer is going to be a spike, which seems like it because everybody's getting diagnosed to dying from it recently. And, uh, you know, I just, that's why I was even kind of making a joke about like what companies dealing with prions because I have a feeling this may eventually, a few years down the road, start being one of these words that we're hearing all the time that's part of you know, some some health fucking trust the science shit. Yeah, I wonder if, was it related to the uh, jabby jab? I wonder. If but I guarantee you there's going to be a big boom in prion studies and all that shit mm -hmm. eventually. Yeah. I uh, I wonder. So people go I get wait. in touch with the stock market people. And <laughs> oh my I'll, god! I was ride the wave and make some money off of it. You, you Invest stock, in it's gonna happen anyway. Uh, <laughs> Brown related companies, guys. You heard the hot tip, insider trading tips on Clown World Weekly. Oh shit! It's terrible to say, but I know it's how the world works, my friend. Anyways. Sort of, kind of, leading into the next story. It's sort of medical-related as well. 
Um, I like this one because, you know, I'm biased on uh, ketogenic diets. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, go to the next slide. So basically, yes, I saw this headline and I was like, cool, I'm including this because I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Ketogenic diets help with mental illness and science is racing to understand why. Really? <laughs> I don't think it's that hard to understand. Anyways. Well, because you're not eating Roundup. I, well, <laughs> that's exactly, honestly, people will be like, oh, you can't just exclude a whole macro food group from your diet. Fuck yes, I can if it's poison. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> That's probably a huge part why people who eat carnivore or keto style actually feel so much better is because they're excluding all this poison shit. Although I actually have come across a doctor who claims that he believes the plant toxins and uh, anti-nutrients in plants are actually more harmful than any pesticide sprayed on produce. So he's like, just don't eat plants in general regardless of the pesticide. And I'm like, damn, son. That's a bold statement to make. But anyways, back to the story. See, like, I wonder then how it would work if you, like, grew it yourself and didn't use all that crap. Honestly, okay. I mean, I'm sure, like, depending on where you're getting the seeds from, it's just, like, already fucked from the beginning, but. Right, yeah, that could be, I think a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the seeds that we have in our, uh, access like that are accessible to us are already like genetically modified or they're not like the real original plants but I can tell you just anecdotally I remember in the summer I cut out like plants for a while and then I ate salad just because I felt like salad and it was from my backyard and my body was not pleased with me it was like do not eat this weed I know I have a nutritionist friend who's very like, depending on your body type, of course, she recommends different diets for different body types. And she's like, yeah, she's like, salad is a weed. You don't want to be eating that. It can be medicinal for certain purposes. But anyways, that's a whole debate. Purpose of plants in our diet. But okay, so according to the article that we shared on screen, uh, there's a researcher in Scotland. His name is Ian Campbell. He's lived with bipolar disorder since he was young. After he tried the uh, ketogenic diet, he discovered profound improvements in his symptoms, and now he wants to understand the science of it so he can help others. Um, he shared recent findings at the Metabolic Health Summit in Clearwater, Florida, which happened on January 25th. Um, basically, he was eating a ketogenic diet, and then he sort of realized, like, it just came to him, like, like wow, I actually feel so much better and he had a glimpse of like is this what it's supposed to feel like to be normal (laughs) (laughs) which is what i said in my little update that i just did on my instagram real quick about my experience with the carnivore diet so far is that i think a lot of people and myself included i didn't realize how shitty i was feeling till i was given the opportunity to feel better and it's like, whoa, I don't want to go back to what I was doing before because it makes me feel like trash. But I just thought that it was normal. So your baseline of what's normal can be redefined depending on what you're inputting into your body. Which uh, it supports my own little theory as well. <laughs> that the more plants you eat, the more crazy you are. Straight up. Veganism causes mental illness in the long run is my belief not in everybody 
necessarily, but I think it has something to do with it, to be honest. But anyway, I mean, from my, you know, again, it's only because of my experiences, maybe even where I was, mm-hmm. maybe that had something to do with it. But I mean, a lot of people that I know, and, you know, I, I don't think it's really a good idea. I've never tried it, but I just, my opinion, I don't think it's a good idea to go vegan. But a lot of people that I knew that are like heavy, heavy into that were very like off in a sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so like Zeralath is saying in the chat um, that he mixes dandelion greens in his smoothie every morning. Well, yeah. So like I was saying, plants can be medicinal, right? So yes, definitely useful in instances but i think part of the problem that we're seeing in like modern society right now is we've been so conditioned to consume so many plants that it loses the medicinal effect and actually has the inverse effect is making us ill or less healthy than we could be less vital it's not our optimal level of functioning so anyways even um, if you think about oh there are a lot of things that, like, um, I think, like, medicinal uses, like, even, like, when it came to, like, well, magic or, like, uh, using herbs and and stuff like that. A lot of the ones that really probably do a lot of, you know, work for the body a lot and help the body aren't typically actually eaten. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's funny That's how, like, the shit that really has nothing to it is what's in salad. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you'd be surprised that a lot of vegetables that we're told are healthy are actually, like, full of anti-nutrients. So, it's interesting. Like, broccoli, cauliflower, spinach and kale. Spinach and kale is high, high, high in oxalates and probably one of the highest causes of kidney kidney stones. So, why you want to eat that shit? Oh, wow. It's going to make you sick. Yep. I happened to a couple people I know that were eating healthy, so they thought because their trainer told them you got to eat your green smoothies every day, you got to this, you got to that. Six months later, doubled over in the hospital with kidney stones. Just saying. Anyways, but yes, there are well-documented associations between a variety of psychiatric conditions and metabolic problems like high blood pressure, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, obesity and hypertension um probably one of the more well-known cases of eating a ketogenic diet curing your mental mental illness is michaela peterson (laughs) kale does suck exactly your body probably doesn't like it because it doesn't it's not supposed to eat it you know you know it's funny (laughs) i remember you know when i when i was young i had worked at a deli and it's like we use that as like a decorative piece inside like the deli uh, area, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like you know, ten years later, I'm like, yo, motherfuckers, like eating this shit like crazy now. Oh, like a garnish? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yo, we used to like use that just to try to make like the display in the deli area look nice, and now motherfuckers are eating it. Yeah, like funny. it was just all of a sudden it became popular to start eating, and I was like, that's yo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like this is not supposed to be for consuming guys it's just for decoration (laughs) oh yeah so michaela peterson jordan jordan peterson's daughter she uh has an amazing story about how she turned her mental state around got off medications all she eats i believe uh is ruminant animals so she does even more hardcore carnivore it's called the lion diet 
it's more specific for people with extreme autoimmune or mental health conditions. Um, and it's like an elimination diet. So basically, uh, she eats ruminant animals only. So cows and lamb, beef and lamb, salt and water, and that's it. And it's cured her of her afflictions. It's pretty amazing. I've also seen some extreme like autoimmune conditions cured with these diets as well. Even, you know, the Salisbury steak? Yeah. You know why it's called that? It's named after a doctor, Dr. Salisbury. Dr. James Henry Salisbury from Cortland, New York, was an early pioneer of germ theory and of diet being a factor in health. Uh, Basically, he decided to give patients with... Uh, like diabetic problems, metabolic problems, a beef-only diet. And that's why it's called the Salisbury steak. Oh, wow. And it, he saw them improve. Pretty amazing. Uh, Salisbury steak was also proposed as a cure for digestive illness during the Civil War um, because digestive illnesses were killing a lot of soldiers than even combat. A diet rich in beefsteak and coffee was the suggested cure. <laughs> coffee, beefs upstairs. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, like North Wanderer just said in the chat, I think it could be, what did you say? I think it might hold the secret. If I'm assuming you were referring to the diet. Maybe you weren't. But I think that's why they tell us to be vegan and eat bugs. <sighs> because it's literally the opposite of what we're supposed to eat. Like, can you survive on that? Yeah, you can survive, but you're not going to thrive. Right? Uh, I don't think it's a good idea. (laughs) No. I don't think. And please, guys, check your food labels. Because bug stuff, bug ingredients are getting more common in foods. Like, even Easter's coming up. I know last year, because this happened to me, I was going to buy mini eggs for my kids. You know, those like Cadbury mini eggs with the hard shell and stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. I don't know if it's true in the U.S., but in, I believe, U.K. and Canada, there's an ingredient that's like the dye is from like beetle shells. Or if you see the ingredient, I think it's chitin or chitin. I don't know how you say it. C-H-I something something. That's from bugs. I think I've heard of that before. Though, I don't know. Just take a take a peek on the back of your food labels because it's getting more common. Anywho's, let's go to the next. Shifting out of health and going into terror. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so apparently there was a terrorist attack in Edmonton, which is in Alberta here in Canada, that like nobody knew about. <laughs> so this guy took it upon himself to make a jihadi-inspired terror attack related, apparently. So the article is trying to relate it to the Israeli-Gaza conflict, but that's not what I heard, according to other articles that, from a less biased source, tell a different story. So apparently the article is stating, oh yes, he's uh, trying to make a point about the war he's a crazy islamic terrorist oh my god the reason why i think this story was not widely reported in north american news or world news even 
is because apparently he uh, is tired of seeing tyranny and corruption take over society and our lives. In his own social media posts, uh, the shooter was saying that he um, is tired of afford lack of affordability, Canadian housing crisis, and immigration crisis, and that's his beef. And that's why they didn't talk about it. Or then when they do, they're trying to make it seem like he's pissed about Gaza. Lies. Lies. Right? Yeah. I was like, so basically they don't want to report it because it makes Trudeau look bad. Because it's true. Canada is not the most affordable place to live. There is also an immigration crisis here. Housing is highly unaffordable in a lot of places. Um, yeah. Yo, no yeah. wonder. Are you talking about Counter-Strike? <laughs> Look, I don't know. CSGO. I remember when I used to play that game, Counter-Strike, back in the day. Oh, my God. And I can see that in a sense. Oh, my God. Mav Pilgrim, that's a funny joke. Instead of jihadi, more like jihadi. <laughs> oh, North Wonder, I was talking about kind of strength. Oh man, I was that I was that asshole. Like, and I got, I can't even, I can't even believe I, I was in a clan. Then, like, we all had the hacks, so it's like we'd oh, see God. through walls, we would auto aim to people's heads, and we would just run in and just fucking murder everybody right away. What did you do? Like, and we would just do it like for like two or three hours and just piss like, people off. Up, up, down, down, right, right. No, you'd actually have to like install a program that would like, you oh. know, get into the server that you're going into and like remove ser- whatever. It would give you auto aim to the head. You could see through walls also. Yeah, it was total cheat fucking code. I mean, after a while, it wasn't fun anymore. It was just funny to watch people get pissed off when like, you know, you go against a team that's just, it's going to be quite noticeable that they're going to just fuck you up within seconds. That's funny. You know, you're just gonna be like, "Oh, come on!" That they obviously were hacking. You know, yeah, maybe they had their Apple Vision Pro goggles on. Jeez, imagine, uh, imagine doing something like this with Apple Vision Pro on your head. Talk about life as a video game. Shit. God, fucking Counter Strike. Oh my god, oh, I haven't man. heard that in a, in a while. Yeah. Oh god, I'm trying to think of like some of the. I can't remember. There was like certain things, phrases they would always say. When you did certain shit, I can't remember. Oh, well. Memories. Uh-huh. <laughs> Flashback memories. Amazing. Also, interestingly, I don't know if anyone remembers or if you guys had heard of it, the um, Nova Scotia gunfire attacks. I forget what year it happened, but I did look up the date last night. I must have remembered the date back then. I believe actually it was around April 19th, speaking about Taylor Swift's album release date. April 18th or 8th. It was April 18th and 19th over the span of two days. So I think if you take the April 18th date, it equals 1,384 days between the Nova Scotia attack and this attack, which is 1384. So I got that 13. I don't know. And then 1984, dystopia. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was weird. Funny, funny. All right, moving on. There we go. Ooh, this is a this was a crazy one. So, as I mentioned before, we would talk about February second again later in the show. Significant date. So yeah. you actually told me about this because I never watched the news at all, and especially American news. But um, USA started to drop bombs on Iraq and Syria on February second. 
2024. So we got the two, 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 four, as we mentioned previously, 33rd day of the year. Also 333 days left in the year. They even say they, they dropped like literally as the stock market closed around 4 p.m. EST. Wow. Like they, yeah, like they, they, like the news even joked, like it was like, the, obviously like it even looked like they even waited for the stock market to close. So this didn't even fucking influence like shit with, you know, with that. Yeah. Although apparently some stocks have gone up because of it and the American dollar is on the rise. Well, they just wasted fucking weapons that they'll have to reproduce now. So somebody's going to have to create something. So yeah. I guess, right. Um, yeah, I found it interesting as well that, like you said, they did it after the stock market closed. And then even in the article I read, it actually said around midnight, February 3rd, but I know it was not after midnight. It was still technically on February 2nd. So I feel like they had to make it happen on that day, you know, for the working (laughs) to take effect. But, uh, I found a headline from the economist that I found interesting. I don't know. No, I don't think your slides have the economist, but, um, okay. So this is the headline that they used, which I thought was weird for a couple of reasons. So it said shock and awe as America strikes Iran's proxies, more U S attacks on the axis of resistance are likely. And I was like, whoa. That's a packed headline because it plays on our psyche and it's like neuro-linguistic programming from, I don't know if you guys remember, back in the Iraq war before, they used that term shock and awe on every media station. They would show video clips of bomb after bomb, explosions and say shock and awe, shock and awe. It, it is like a term. Yeah, I remember that. Right? I remember so that. The, to bring that term back regarding this conflict and then saying Iran's proxies and calling them the axis of resistance. Okay, World War II, the axis powers were the bad guys. So already they're trying to cement in your mind. First of all, they bring up the name Iran. Okay, they might be Iran's proxies, but they actually attacked Iraq and Syria. And then calling them the axis of resistance. So you're basically saying that the resistance movement is evil is what you're telling a North American audience by that, by that right. headline. I found it really interesting to play on people's psyche like that. You know, I've, um, I've even noticed uh, with them talking about with this, cause they were like, Oh, they probably don't, they probably won't attack Iran itself because then that all, you know, start worrying about world war three. And like, w- I don't understand. Like every time something happens, World War Three gets thrown around to get a little scary, but there wasn't a World War Three when we fucking blew the shit out of Iraq, was there? No, we just fucked them up and went home. Well, right. stayed there. But you know what I'm saying? How many things have happened and there hasn't been a World War Three? But yet, they always throw that in there. Yeah, that's interesting. I like, there's been wasn't... so many fucking wars that that's never happened. But yeah, we got to keep saying it's gonna happen the next one. Mm. Like, what in your head? This, this is like. To I me, that's that like might... the evidence with the the, the, the Statue of Liberty is going to be flooded in 25 years. Bitches' mm. feet ain't even wet. It's a fear-mongering, perhaps, but also maybe they weren't ready for a World War III at the time. But now uh, they are, so they want they want that to happen. They want to put that in our mind. Well, right? I think there was a World War III available after World War II. They already had the weapons to start doing it. Hmm. I mean, think about that. They were, I mean, you already had the atomic bomb then. You could have kept going. There could have been another one a few years later, you know? 
could have been, yeah. I mean, we've had the capabilities to do it. Well, just depends. It just depends bomb. on how what kind of better capabilities we want to keep on saying that we could do it with. That's why I think the atomic bomb was even created because it was the idea that if if people, I mean, it's a pretty pretty fucked up idea, but if people have the ability to literally annihilate each other, nobody will actually do it, right? Yeah. So it's like just a, a veiled threat, basically. But eventually, someone's going to do it, and America has done it. I mean, even look at what it. Maverick Pilgrim's even saying. Technically, I mean, there's been war on drugs, war on terror. There's already been fucking. We've been past World War Three. Yeah, totally. Shock and awe is an invitation in a Semitic language. Oh, possibly. Good call, uh, Zeralas. Oh, so is, are they predicting that the Republicans are going to be coming into power now? That's what I thought too. Because <laughs> they love that that's phrase. That's what I thought because all that um, it was, was under Bush administration, Iraq War, shock and awe campaign, both Bushes, I believe, actually. Yeah. So just to let people know, shock and awe is actually a term. It's a military strategy based on the use of overwhelming power and spectacular display of force to paralyze the enemy's perception of the battlefield and destroy their will to fight. It's widely used by the U.S. military. No shit. Uh, also, some interesting stuff with uh, launching this attack on February 2nd. So... It got me thinking when you first told me about it. I'm like, I wonder how much time that has passed from when the Israeli-Hamas conflict uh, started on October 7th. So they were saying that that conflict started with Israel's 9-11, right? That's what they were calling that event yeah. on October 7th. So actually, funny enough... How many people did die in that? Uh, I think... I want to say 1,000 or 2,000, something like that. <laughs> Because I think they were talking about on the news today how there might be something like 4,000 people. I think like 4,000 Israelis might have actually died due to 9-11. And I'm like thinking, so like when our twin towers went down, more of them actually got killed than over there. Really? Wow. Is, is that, is that what I just heard? Well, that more Israelis mind. got killed in 9-11 in, on here than over there. Than over there during an actual physical conflict. And I, in my mind, I was like, oh, they're calling it Israel's 9-11 because it was planned by the Mossad. I mean, first of all, I mean, was, I mean I I, like, who oh, knows yeah, how many people can fit in there. But, I mean, that even sounds like a large amount to even be in there. But that's two buildings that are gigantic. So yeah, I maybe it's possible, but still. I, mean, I don't even think that many people died on 9-11. Not to be a stickler about numbers. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, so it's, when it, the whole thing didn't make any sense when I heard that. I was like, wait, what did I just hear? Just like that six million. I'm like, is that number even possible? I'm like, and then if it is, that just makes this even sound not as bad. I don't know. I was just like, this is weird. Just like that six million number. It's mythological. It's magic. It's magic. Anyways, I digress. Sorry. Oh, like now I'm not I'm not denying that it didn't happen because like I said, there's a lady two buildings down that was in it and she has the tattoo. But, I mean, if you were to look online, the amount of people who are still alive from the Holocaust has been going up. I don't know how that's possible. Just make it up, you know. Every, every year, it's a different number. Anyways, uh, so I was wondering, yes, about the Israel-Hamas conflict, timing, how many days then till February 2nd. So, interestingly, it's 119 days. Or... The reverse of 9-11. Holy shit. Like, I was like, whoa, that's weird. Um, yeah. 
also, like we said, 33rd day of the year, 333 days to go. It's also Groundhog Day. Are we just repeating, you know, war cycle? Um, also, since the bombing took place on February 2nd, that is 8,180 days since 9-11. So we got the double eights in there, which I found really interesting. Uh, and I guess 2024 is proving to be an eight year, which is what it was called in numerology. And a lot of people were talking about that as the new year rolled around, that it's an eight year. And we see a lot of eight symbolism with the rise of the right, I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Especially with Trump. He's got that Trump, shit. Elon, we saw the Neuralink logo just before. It's basically a stylized eight or infinity. Even last year at World Cup, everything looked like an eight in the logo and whatnot. There's so many examples of, of the eight symbolism. But yeah. Um, I think we have one more story to go. Yeah. Oh, no, that's it. Oh, oh, maybe you didn't make a slide about it, but if you wanted to talk about um, oh, King yeah. Charles... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's right. I was like, uh, I think I'll have to use my post for it. Yeah, I, I pulled sure. it up, actually, so I could look at it. Cause uh, that, well, so the way we do the show is, like, I'll keep track of stories throughout the week. Nick kindly makes the slides and everything. But sometimes stuff comes up once we sort of, like, like around Sunday, we're usually like, okay, that's it. We've got to cut it off somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. But then stories pop up, like, Sunday night, Monday morning, and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Tuesday morning. That. Yeah, Tuesday yeah. morning, right? Yeah, so... This one was sort of a last a last second edition because it's very recent. So, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, or? I have a uh, yeah. I'll go off uh, one of the slides I have. I, I may um not real. I just totally realized mm-hmm. actually that I I have uh, plans with Headless. I have to show him the site. I was going to try to record maybe possibly something about it later, but now I don't know because I didn't realize the timing and shit. Mm-hmm. So I'll go over to what I have on Instagram. Um, Lisa actually has her own stuff too that she even was like kind of getting with Gematria. So if Lisa, you even want to add in the chat, go for it. Um, what I uh, have, she found that this blew me away. Well, first the whole thing with Charles, uh, King Charles, whatever Prince, whatever, whatever his fucking name. King, yeah, yeah I put Prince by accident. Uh, he um, diagnosed with cancer. Um, you know, at the Masonic Royal Arch on the top at the Keystone is the cancer sign. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I, I, we've been hearing a lot of things, honestly, with people with cancer. Uh, him with cancer. We did Toby Keith with cancer, which is a whole bunch of shit with him. Uh, yeah. Also, um, you know, even other things that like even when I covered um, Gilgo Beach, all of a sudden Asa's got cancer now. You know, like all these like occult weird things, like just cancer itself. It just seems something seems weird about it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's on the keystone, and I would associate that with fucking death. If you're going to cross over to the abyss, death is uh, part of it. You know what I'm saying? And even if you look at it, it kind of almost looks like, you know, how I talk about, like, unyoking. If you were to take, like, um, I think I've said, like, pulleys before. You know, yeah. even, like, the whole thing even looks like something like that. Um, and, you know, King Charles... Was even at six oh nine p.m. They announced the Buckingham Palace. That's announced crazy, it. right? So there's like a six nine again, um, and then uh, yeah, and then Queen Elizabeth she did die at the age of ninety six. So that's even like another backwards um, six nine, and you know he was originally diagnosed with cancer. If you were to go look now, January seventeenth. 
17. So, I mean, you get a, yeah, the 17 in there with January, and, like, that's actually, I mean, they've told us this before. But now it's a big deal today. So, to go off of the 17 thing, I actually did some time between dates again. So, from the Queen's death, which was September 8th, till Charles's cancer diagnosis, it was 517 days. Another 17 there. And uh, from the day of his coronation, which was May 6th last year, till his cancer diagnosis is 277 days. Not 77. 77. Some interesting stuff. I wonder, too, his coronation invite um, actually was on Jonathan Wright's show, to dissecting his coronation, which was a really fun episode to do. But um, there was so much symbolism packed into the coronation. And even the invitation had this face of the green man or pan, basically, it looks like. Uh, and it's like a, a green little face on it. Um, so I wonder if it's hinting towards something with the spring equinox this coming year, perhaps. Maybe with this new diagnosis. I mean, I don't wish ill on anybody, honestly, even as a fucked up psychopath as he might be. I don't know. I don't wish harm on anybody, but maybe either he'll be healed and recover and it's sort of like a, you know, new life situation or he passes and then the, the throne goes to William and a lot of people have a lot to say about William. So I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, maybe something around the spring equinox will happen with the royal family would be my guess. Uh, I even also like question like partially through it. You know, it's not like something doesn't start and stop so drastic like that. There is a fluid change. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, I, I do think even when it comes to Zodiacs, it's a little... It's there's I think gray areas between them, sure. Where yeah, there's like the not, chaos of the change of going from one to the next. Yeah, it's not like a definitive cutoff. Yeah, per se. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting. Like you and like you said, Toby Keith died yesterday. Yeah. Of cancer, also. Yes. I mean, and what what did uh, Apollo Creed? See. Oh yeah, Apollo Creed. Uh, yeah, did he? What did he die of? Actually, I don't know. What's his real name? Right, <laughs> Apollo Creed. I mean, he's either Apollo or Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I saw so many good memes about it. Oh man, rest in peace, sir. Yeah, I'm looking. It's not like saying it right away. And oh, he died I... peacefully in his sleep. Uh, well, that's nice. No cause of death was given. Hmm. Interesting. Also, too, like I mentioned to you when we first talked about the um, Apollo Creed actor dying. Sorry, his <laughs> real name. Um, Carl on Ca Okay. On Canadian TV, it was like a Rocky and Creed marathon le lately on uh, Crave HBO, if anyone watches that, which I found interesting, but could just be total coincidence. They, they do those from time to time. But, yeah, because my kids were getting all into it, and they're, like, obsessed with Creed now. I was like, all right, Carl Weathers, I mean, I big up. Be worse. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that. Better yeah. than watching TikTok. Right? Yeah. 
Anyways, oh, guys. Yeah, <laughs> even with um, just real Keith, even with to- Toby Keith. He died at 62. Toby in Simple Gematria is 62. Mason is 62 in Simple Gematria. Cancer is 132 in Hebrew, and Keith is 132 in Hebrew. Weird. Yeah. I wonder if we if we do the Gematria in our names, does that tell us how we're going to die? Mm. And, like, the thing was, I... I, I I don't know if it hit the news yesterday, but he died on 2-5, but I think the news reports it on 2-6, which would be the opposite of 6-2. Yeah. But. Man. Honestly. Weirdness, high strangeness, yeah. just trying to connect the dots for everybody, and, um, you know, that's another week in Clown World, I guess. Yeah. Right? But yeah, thank you so much, guys, for uh, for chat joining. Was awesome. As usual, chat was, was off the hook. Like I just wrote in it, smartest audience out there. Honestly, you guys are like and funniest. Yes, <laughs> so with it, so quick. I appreciate everyone who comes out every week. Oh yeah. Um, tr- if you're not already subscribed, do so, please. Smash um, that sub button. Smash it. <laughs> And you know, uh, and like, like I've said one other time since, I mean, there's no paywall, there's no commercials, at least not yet. So, uh, you know, they pass it on, you know, hit that share button, you know, we're not yeah, asking for send anything. Send it to so somebody who yeah. you think will dig it, yeah, right? That's it. Sure. Absolutely. But yeah, thank you so much. Check out Nick's other shows, of course. Occult Rejects, always doing an amazing job of research with Miss Lisa and other co-hosts. So Yes. Check yes. it out. Oh, and yourself as well. You know, <laughs> you're on there too. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I make an appearance. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much guys. And uh, yeah, we will see you next week. Stay gangster. Later. <laughs>